0: Hello everyone, I'm Eugene Weaver. Welcome to another episode of Cinema Soft Underbelly, your one-stop shop for all things horror related Fantasy, gems in the rough, little scene movies, obscure titles. And today I'm going to continue on where I left off on last episode, talking about Code Red and the movies that they're releasing on their uh, little independent label. And uh, last time I touched on uh, several, several gems, couple eh, movies, uh, but Redeemer, obviously a gem. Uh, Mary Mary, Bloody Mary, uh, not so much and uh some other some other movies um if you want to give that one a listen to go for it uh today i'm going to wrap up the talking about the movies that i own currently from code red on blu-ray and just like last episode there's some good stuff and some not so good stuff uh so i'm going to start with one that i hinted about last week and that was lady stay dead and this little uh uh, "Quote unquote," gem. I I say that very uh, um, hesitantly. Is directed by Terry. Uh, I think it's pronounced Borky, I, but who knows? I don't because I don't know most of these directors. Um, it makes it hard to pronounce their names, but that's okay. Um, at least I'm talking about these movies that almost no one's ever seen. Ladies, stay dead from 1981. Uh, okay, so this movie here, um, I was actually pretty excited to see this one here. Made in 1981, it was made in Australia, and the reason that I was pretty excited about it was that it was directed by this Terry. I'm gonna just say Terry Bork. That's that's what I'm gonna call this guy. Uh, but this is the same guy that uh, he also made, and I've always only seen one of the movies that, that he's done, and that was Night of Fear from 1972. And in that movie, uh, it, it's only like 50 some minutes long, if that. And I don't believe there's any dialogue at all in the movie. If there is any dialogue, it's in the very, very beginning. And even then, I, I don't, I'm not sure if there is. Um, but I thought that was, a brilliant movie, and it was literally to me that was a precursor to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It had a very similar style to Texas Chainsaw, uh, which was which uh, Toby Hooper's movie came out in nineteen seventy four. Uh, but Night of Fear uh, is, is so simplistic with what it sets out to do that it works. Uh, it works so well, and the grimy, dirty early seventies feel to everything adds to the creepiness of it, uh, but it's basically a crazy man in the woods uh, stalks and kidnaps a a girl that uh, wrecks her car, and uh, mayhem ensues, and that movie, it is just bizarro and an uncomfortable watch, to say the least, so I was, I was, my expectations are still obviously in check, but my expectations were a little bit higher for this Lady Stay Dead. And honestly, it wasn't bad, but, uh, and it has a similar feel to his previous work, although it's, it's a little too long. Almost like it seems like he worked really well with a shorter runtime. This movie has a 92-minute runtime, and I'm going to read the back of the Blu-ray here real quick. A uh, girl visits her film star sister, only to discover clues to a macabre murder. Over the next 24 hours, she plays a cat and mouse game for her life. A psychopath is on the loose, and no one is there to help her. A terrifying thriller that will chill you to the bone. Code Red presents *Lady Stay Dead on Blu-ray for the first time ever. Um... Uh, yeah then it's just the rare slice of 80s Ozploitation. exploitation and that's what it is uh it's it's actually uh it's almost broken up into two sections the first section is a home invasion uh piece where this the crazy guy is breaking into this very wealthy uh movie actress's home and uh I'll just warn warn you out there anybody that's interested in this movie there is uh this movie is kind of rapey So bear that in mind. Second half, the girl's sister. And by the way, the actress is extremely unlikable, extremely unlikable. The sister uh, shows up halfway through to see what's going on. Well, and then it's basically um, rinse and repeat. Although uh, it's almost like each section works quite well in and of itself. But together, it starts to feel too long for me, at least. Uh, But it's still a good movie. And it's still it's it's. Great that something this obscure is available on uh, Blu-ray, and uh, so. And with Code Red, you just never quite know what you're going to get as far as transfers go. I've never been, I've never been uh, horribly disappointed with their transfers, even if like Redeemer, they have. It's called the Grindhouse, uh, Grindhouse cut, I guess, is what it's called, and it's got scratches and all that stuff, but it adds to the experience. Uh, tremendously, and it still looks really good. Uh, And Lady Seydel looks looks good for what it is as well. Uh, So uh, I I give this one a marginal thumbs up um, for the simple fact that I liked his previous work, and I like both more or less mini-movies in this movie together. Unfortunately, it just seems to drag the movie down just a little bit. So uh, that's my take on that movie. Now... Next up is, oh boy, this is this is something, uh, Nail Gun Massacre. And uh, uh, I, this is one that, uh, from 1985, I have heard, uh, and this is back when I was in my early teens, and my buddies and I would go to the video store, and this is one of those titles that was on VHS, that was propped prominently there in the horror section, I'm like, oh man, that's gotta be awesome. The cover, you know, cheaper than a chainsaw. Um, it looks too good to be true. And obviously it is too good to be true. But however, uh, there is some great fun to be had with this movie. I'm going to get to that in a little bit. Um, so Nailgun Massacre, you pretty much know you've saturated the market on Blu-ray when movies like this are now being released. Cause this is, uh, as Z-grade as you will probably find. Uh, and I've got some pretty obscure Italian uh horror on Blu-ray. But this thing here is scraping the bottom of the slasher barrel. Um not a not necessarily a bad thing. Um now obviously great cover art can only go so far, and this one has great cover art. Um you, you just when you see it, you'll know what I mean. It's it's for, for uh, 80s horror fans out there, seeing that cover, you're like, oh, I've, I've got to check that out. Well, finally got a hold of this. And this is one that w- was, uh, uh, it was gone off of Code Red's site for the longest time as well as the next couple that I'm going to talk about. So I was ecstatic when I saw that all three of the next movies were available for a very short time on Code Red's site. So I snatched all of them up. Uh, So Code Red released this one here about a year ago, I believe. There's some good special features on here, too, as well. I'm going to read the back of the the Blu-ray. Who Will Get Nailed Next? Originally titled Texas Nailgun Massacre and Construction Kills, this 1986 so bad it's good slasher revels in its own ineptness. And that is true. Unintentional laughs abound as a doctor... Wearing a blue jean jacket and black muscle shirt in a small Texas town teams up with the local sheriff, Grizzly Adams look-alike Ron Queen, to solve a series of disturbing murders. Our killer speaks, but his voice, or her voice, one can never tell, sounds like Darth Vader spouting the lamest one-liners ever committed to film. And this is the back of the Blu-ray here, and, and it's dead spot on. It is hilarious. Okay, um... A dead body lies unnoticed on a busy main street sidewalk. A nailed victim falls dead on top of a barbecue grill and pushes himself back up when the grill begins to fall over. All this plus pants on gang rape, hairy sex on a tree, an action-packed gold hearse, and 80s Camaro car chase, and more. Uh, Joe, Bar- yeah, and that's literally a typo there, by the way, and 80s car- Camaro car chase and more. Um... Yes, oh boy, it's it's a it's it, there's so much going on in the back cover here. Joe Bob Briggs calls it the best movie ever made in uh, Siega Texas. I, I, I'm not sure how you say that. who knows who cares. Uh, anyway, yeah, the movie. So that's uh, it's literally just a bunch of lame scenes strung together in this really rednecky hillbilly looking town uh, with a really really lame killer dressed in a Looks like a paintball suit and a motorcycle helmet with uh, black tape over the the over the whole thing, and then this nail gun that shoots out really cheap looking plastic rubber nails that wiggle on people 's bodies and this is one where someone might get shot in the arm and maybe the chest with a nail and bo- immediately dead um, it 's just hilarious it's um, uh, the now I will say this: the music is quite ambitious for this type of movie. And I, I kind of enjoyed the music and the, and the, the one-liners added to it, uh, and gratuitous nudity and sex in this thing. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of nudity and sex in this movie, just so you know, it's almost like the director was like, okay, what works in a slasher movie? I have no money, but what's going to work. And that's what he put in this thing. Uh, there is a scene that is, worth watching the whole movie just for this scene and it is of this old lady in a in a little convenience store that is, uh, that's scanning items or whatever for this bad actor, uh, teenager and she literally has a script in front of her that she's reading off the script to deliver her lines and her lines are so bad uh, she flubs up her lines this is Mystery Science Theater 3000 100% of the way. Um, so anyway, it's, it's, it is what it is. If you're into Z grade, really, really bad slasher movies, give this one a watch. Cause it's, it's funny. It's, it's too long for its own good. It's 85 minutes long, but honestly, there's a good 20, 25 minutes that could have been shaved off this thing. Uh, but obviously it was padded out for runtime. Um, so, uh, there's some notes here on IMDb, according to the director, Terry Lofton, the, which, which, by the way, uh, there's an interview with him on the Blu-ray, and he seems like a really cool, likable guy. Uh, according to the director, the original script was 80 pages long, but when the budget was reduced, the script was cut to a mere 25 pages, which would explain why there's a lot of nothing, a lot of nothing going on in this movie for long stretches of, of time. Uh, additional scenes of nudity were added to the film at the demand of the distributors. Um... Uh, the director said that the movie was inspired by some construction worker friends of his who were who he saw having a nail gun battle at a construction site. The scene was recreated in the movie to uh, to horrible results. It's it's uh, hilarious. So anyway, he did. He does. He does say that the director does say that he tried to give the movie a comical tone, and you can definitely tell that in the movie. And I appreciate that uh, for for what it is. So uh, anyway, it's it's a fun movie. It's bad, but it's a so-bad-it's-good type of affair. So um, there's nail gun Massacre. Next up is, um, you know what? I, because I want to make sure that I have enough time to talk about this one, I'm going to hit this before the last one. And that is Savage Streets, starring Linda Blair and John Vernon. And uh, John Vernon, if you don't know who he is, he was in Police Academy. And, of course, he was the cop in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. He's a great character actor. I, uh, I always enjoy his... Um, uh, he has a, oh, an animal house. He's an animal house. He's got this certain something about him that he just he seems like a uh, really stuck-up, scummy slime ball in everything he's in, and uh, I I like that. So uh, so Savage Streets. Uh, this one here garnered Linda Blair a Razzie for worst actress of the year when it came out in 1984. Um, although I would disagree with that. I loved the movie. I thought it was great. Directed by Danny Steinman, and Danny Steinman directed Friday the Thirteenth Part Five: A New Beginning. This is certainly better than uh, that uh, Friday the Thirteenth movie. Um, back of the, by this, by the way, this is another one that was so hard to get, and uh, I'm so glad I nabbed this on a Code Red site. Um, Linda Blair is Brenda, vivacious leader of the Satins, a fun-loving group of pretty high school girls. The Satins are in the for the trouble. ...are in for trouble for the, from the first moment they play a harmless trick on the Scars, a vicious gang who runs loose on the Hollywood streets. The Scars and their malevolent leader, Jake, take their revenge seriously. First, with Brenda's deaf-mute sister, played by Lynnae Quigley of Return of the Living Dead and Silent Night, Deadly Night, and then her soon-to-be-married best friend... Cut up in her rivalry with the cheerleaders, Brenda is at first unaware of the Scar's involvement, but is soon shocked with the full truth. Shock hatred in a skin-tight black suit ensues uh, as Brenda searches out the gang members one by one to take out her deadly vengeance. Um, so yeah, first off, the transfer of this movie is spectacular. It looks amazing for such a low-budget uh, movie and well, I want to say such a low budget movie. This it has it's way better than the other two I talked about. I'm seeing here on IMDb 1.2 million dollars, uh, but it 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 looks fantastic. This one here, um, I got to tell you, I'm surprised it has an R rating because it is rough goings. This is basically Death Wish, but way more sleazy and exploitative and hardcore. Uh, and of course, it's got. Linda Blair instead of Charles Bronson in the vigilante role. Um, But if you, okay, so here's the deal. If you like the eighties, if you like Linda Blair and you like uh, hilariously bad uh, fashion styles and you like revenge flicks, you will love this movie. It is, uh, it is everything about grindhouse movies that I like the big puffy hair, um, the, the silly looking bad guys that all get their comeuppance in the end. And that's no spoiler. That's what these movies are all about is the bad guys getting what's coming to them. My big thing is, and this is another one that's just chock full of nudity to the point where you're like, Oh man, this is, uh, especially the, the rape scene with, with, uh, uh in it. Um, my only thing with that is she is she usually plays such a slutty character in her movies, like in Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Return of the Living Dead, that um, seeing her as the innocent, uh, deaf or a mute girl, whatever, in, in you know, in little good girl clothes, it, it was kind of odd. the The rape scene with that is like, what? This is this is her. Um, but it's hardcore. Um, so if that type of thing bothers you, th- just keep that in mind if you're going to check out this movie, that it's uh, it's a rough, rough movie. So uh, right up there with uh, with uh, Abel Ferreira's uh, Miss 45 and, um, and Death Wish 2, the uncut version of Death Wish 2. I would say that the uncut version of Death Wish 2 is probably a little bit rougher than this, but it's it's in the same ballpark. Uh, so, anyway, I I, I got to tell you, I thought that Linda Blair did just fine in this movie. I think that uh, that everybody did fine. I mean, yeah, it's cheesy, um, but but that's what um, that's what makes these movies special is the cheesiness to them and. The, the 80s feel to them and all that good stuff and the practical effects, even though this one here doesn't have as many special effects, obviously, as some of the other movies do, it's still, you know, you can tell stunts are done in camera and you, all that good stuff. And, um, and the 80s soundtrack is, is hilarious. So anyway, Savage Streets is another thumbs up from this guy. I will definitely be revisiting that movie uh, within probably the next year. Now for the last one. Uh, and that would be Neon Maniacs. I was pretty excited about this. This is another one that I saw years ago at the VHS rental store and thought, that cover is way too good to be true. It can't be that good. Well, I was right on that one. This movie is is uh, uh, way too good to be true. It's, it's not that good, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I was really looking forward to this because this is one that for oh my goodness, probably 25 years I've been wanting to see. And I finally got it on Blu-ray. This is another one. And at this point, I believe that this one here is 100% completely sold out. It is gone off of Code Red's site. So I am glad that I have the movie. Will I rewatch it? Yeah, I probably will rewatch it, but it'll be a little while. Uh, So... Back of the Blu-ray, in the heart of San Francisco, the legions of the damned lay waiting beneath the Golden Gate Bridge. As night falls, their battalion of butchery is unleashed upon the city to carve terror into the souls of the innocent. But when one young woman named Natalie... Uh, escapes a bloody teen slaughter. She can't convince anyone that a rampaging army of psychotic monsters has mutilated her friends. Now haunted, hunted, and having a hard time in high school, Natalie must arm herself and her classmates for one final bizarre battle against the horror of the Neon Maniacs. Um, first off, the Neon Maniacs are the best thing about the movie. They're they looked like a bunch of cenobite rejects, uh, but the the effects the 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 prosthetic effects are actually quite good. And it seems to me like probably a lot of the budget went to that. Um, does that make this a good movie? Not really $1.5 million budget, uh, which is surprising. Uh, the acting is competent enough, but it's padded again. Uh, there's a, a band, uh, a band dance off or something towards the end that is so bad. And it goes on for so long. And there was like an eighties hair metal band and a new wave band and saxophones and whatever. It was ugh. on and on and on. Well, the, the end battle is pretty cool with the neon maniacs facing off against a bunch of high school kids with squirt guns. Cause these things, uh, are susceptible to water, which is odd because they live in San Francisco under the golden gate bridge. Um, probably not the best place to live if you're, uh, if you're going to die from having touched water. So, but honestly, scenes are strung together in haphazard sort of way. It just, things just kind of happen. And then of course you got your long stretches where nothing happens. Um, which is okay. That's, you know, it is what it is. It was worth one watch. I'm keeping the Blu-ray. I'm glad I have it simply because of, uh, how, uh, how rare this movie is and will be in the future. Um, a couple little trivia notes here. Some of the maniac characters are credited as two different performers. The film production shut down for three months due to financial difficulties. When shooting resumed, many of the performers were unavailable and were recast uh, because of that. So that's interesting. Um, but you know, there's a couple of, of B-list actors that, you're, that you've heard of. I'm not going to go through their names because like, I don't really care. Uh, but again, the, the effects are good uh, for what they are. If you go in thinking, okay, well, this is just a, uh, a padded eighties horror movie with, with people looking like, with creatures that look sort of like cenobites, but not as cool. How's that? Um, so anyway, that's, that's that. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that movie because I watched it last night and frankly, I was, I was disappointed. So obviously the gem in the rough here is Savage Streets and for those of you that want the lowest of the lowest of the lowest uh exploitative fun nail gun massacre is your is your movie uh, lady stay dead is is good for what it is and the dud of the bunch is neon maniacs although uh you never know it does have its following it it, it is a cult movie and so for that reason i'm not going to give it a complete huge thumbs down Just like pretty much almost all of Code Red's movies, uh, there's at least a little something in each one of their movies uh, that I find uh, somewhat good. Uh, even the really, really not good ones, like the the Mary Bloody Mary, whatever it was called, that I ugh, that was that was tough. Uh, so anyway, that does it for the Code Red Blu-rays that I have. They still have some releases that I don't own. Although at this point, I'm probably going to hold off because I don't really want to spend the money on ones that really, frankly, don't look that that good to me. But you never know, uh, the collector in me. Um, The collector in me is hard pressed to say no to some of these movies. So we'll see. Uh, okay. That does it for, for this next up. Um, I'm going to be in Florida and so I'll be coming to you from Florida bring you Lord only knows what, uh, it might be some late night trash that I'm watching. I might be talking about that. Uh, but regardless, um, I shall return in a week. So thanks for listening. Also, please make sure to tune in to Cinema Sidekicks. They are talking about everything that I'm not talking about, which is a lot of new release stuff and more mainstream stuff. I don't want to say mainstream stuff. They, they, they hit on all sorts of different movies, but um, I'm, I'm covering the grindhouse horror stuff here. And then, of course, Movie Freaks. That's the other show that I co-host with Eric Marner. We have a great time taping that show. We just had an episode this past Sunday, so look for that soon. Both of those shows are on iTunes, so please make sure to check them out. And you can get a hold of me at Eugene-Weaver at Hotmail.com with any questions or comments or anything that you'd like to discuss with me or you'd like to hear on my show I would love to uh I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to review movies if there are certain ones that you would want to hear me talk about so anyway thanks again for listening and until next time